I'm Ed Gross, and you're listening to TV Retrovision, the podcast where we celebrate all our yesterdays, today and tomorrow. In the 1950s, she was Betty Princess Anderson on Father Knows Best. In the 1960s, she was Andy Taylor's girlfriend, Ellie Walker, on The Andy Griffith Show. And in the 1970s, she was Felix Under's girlfriend, Miriam Welby, on The Odd Couple. All told, Eleanor Donahue holds a significant place in classic TV history. Father Knows Best, which originally aired from 1954 to 1960, was probably one of the first examples of a true family sitcom. It stars Robert Young as Jim Anderson, Jane Wyatt as his wife, Margaret, Lauren Chapin as youngest child, Kathy, Billy Gray as son, James, also known as Bud, and of course, Eleanor. The show was wholesome without being cloying, and still remains a wonderful reminder of a bygone era. It's also something that Eleanor, as she reveals in the following conversation with TV Retrovision, is rediscovering for the first time since she started shooting the show all those years ago. Please note, this interview was conducted before we were doing a podcast, so the audio quality may suffer a bit. Does it amaze you that people still so warmly remember something like Father's knows, Father Knows Best? Oh, I think so, yes. Yes, of course. It was a long, long time ago. It is, but it's amazing how these things live on. At least to me it is, anyways. A guy who's been following <laughs> for most of his life, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. You know. I know it's, uh, it's running here in California, at least in our area, uh, in the morning, and I didn't realize it until a, a friend of mine whose husband gets up very early to go to work, and she stays in bed and turns on the TV, and she watches this, uh, I think it's called F.E.T., Family Entertainment Television. Okay. And uh, it's on at 6 o'clock in the morning, and they run two episodes. And uh, she was saying how much she enjoys it. And she's younger than I am by a, a good bit, about 20 years younger. Okay. And um, uh, just the morning won't go by without she watches Father Knows <laughs> Best. So I got to, I, I checked it on, on the TV guide on the, on the television, and um, realized that which I knew, but I had forgot, quite frankly, had forgotten, didn't even think about it. I didn't even watch the show because uh, we all were busy working on it. And by the yeah. time we'd get home at night and have our dinner, and then we'd be getting ready to um, learn our lines and, and go to sleep to get up and go do it again. We never, I never saw the show. Really? I don't think, uh, I talked to Billy the other day, and he said he hadn't seen very many of them. And so I'm kind of catching up, and it's it's quite fun, actually. Well, what what goes through your mind then? In what, if considering it wasn't something that stayed with you in the sense of something you watched regularly in all these years, so what goes through your mind when you go when you look at those shows now? You know, I'm just curious. Well, great fondness, um, fondness for the the group of us, and we were very very close. I mean, we really liked each other and uh, uh, so it, it brings generally speaking happy memories of course there are always days and things where something didn't go right and they say oh yeah I remember what happened that day yeah. um, but um, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of sweet and I was very critical of myself when I was young which is another reason probably I didn't watch the show <laughs> I, I made myself uncomfortable right. <laughs> I didn't like looking at it but right. now I'm I mean, for heaven's sake, I'm more forgiving. There's, and there's certainly nothing you can do about it once it's on <laughs> screen. Uh, it's beyond you anyway. But, um, um, you know, now I, now I can be a little bit more f- forgiving. Yeah. 
when you when you joined the show, was it a, was it about getting a steady gig? Was there something special about it? I'm just curious what sort of drew you to it, or was it just steady well, what work? drew what me it? to it was the the agent that I had who really believed in me, and uh, mother and I didn't believe much that I had much of a career left. I you know I had started in the business as a child, and that had a very nice career as a as a child actress. I had been under contract to MGM and uh, done a couple of nice movies there when I was 9, 10, 11 years old. And, uh, but things didn't seem to be going terribly well for us, and, and uh, I was still acting, but primarily I was a, a dancing in a, in a chorus, um, like a rockette, yeah. you know, that, that kind of dancing. And uh, I was due about the time that I got Father Knows Best to go to Reno to be in a, in a, um, at Harris club in reno to dance in their their chorus yeah and i loved dancing and that was going to be my career as far as i was concerned right and uh this woman named lily messenger really believed in me and uh she fought for me and got me the audition and um the story's been told many times so if you've heard it stop me nah tell it uh, (laughs) 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 i went in and afterward as they used to do in those days the agent called um the producer and he said well she's you know very nice but she's too plain she's too ordinary and she's not my betty uh so she uh decided she would fancy me up a little bit so she took me to her hairdresser and she took me and bought me some more grown-up clothes and uh, begged him to see me once more and when she made sure that i had lipstick and you know the full makeup business on so I went back and I read the same scene again. I left. She calls him and he said, "Well, she's very nice. You know, she read the scene just fine, but she's too much of a Hollywood starlet. She's not my Betty." <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he said that. You know, that's the end of it. So every day she would pester Mr. Rodney, and the secretary was getting very upset. And after several weeks, uh, she finally put her through Miss Messenger through to Mr. Rodney, and he said, "Listen." Miss Messenger, if I test your girl, will you leave me alone? And she said, why, yes, Mr. Rodney. <laughs> so I went in and I did a screen test, which in the face of it didn't turn out terribly well because I forgot my lines, I got nervous, I started to cry, and I was doing a scene with Robert Young being off stage. And he was very nice. They just wanted to say thank you very much and goodbye. And he said, you know, she's very nervous. Let's, Eleanor, why don't you come and sit over here? Would you like a Coca-Cola? And I said, yes, thank you. That would be very nice. <laughs> and he said, you just sit here and let yourself calm down a little bit, and they'll fix your makeup, and we'll do someone else, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll try you again. So wow. I sat there, and I watched another girl do her test. She happened to be the girl who was playing Kathy on the radio show, because the radio show of Father Knows Best had been on for four years. So people were not exactly the ages they were playing, because you can get away with that on radio. And um, everybody was greeting her and hugging her and kissing her and telling her how wonderful she was and everything. I said, well, that's the end of that thing, you know. So I sat down and... They'd fixed my makeup. My nose was still a little bit red. And we did the scene. First take, fine, thank you very much, goodbye. And Robert Young was very sweet and shook my hand. And we got to the bus stop. 
And I hadn't said a word to my mother, who yeah. had been waiting in the uh, anteroom. And she said, well, uh, how did it go? And I said, I don't want to discuss it. It's over. Wow. That's it. And never a word was spoken. Well, six weeks later, I was uh, babysitting, and I get a call from my from Miss Messenger, and she's screaming on the phone. She said, you got the part. Wow. And I said, what part? <laughs> right. Six said, weeks later, part? yeah. <laughs> Betty Anderson. No, I had completely forgotten about it. I thought I had completely just blown the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, I literally put it out of my mind. And the, there I was. And um, I, through some friends um, who lived in Beverly Hills and whom I stayed with a good bit of the time, that was actually the people I was, he was my foster, my foster parents, kind of. It's too long a story to go into it, really. But anyway, <laughs> okay. they were fostering me right. at that period of time. And um, uh, they lived in the Beverly Hills area. And Mrs. Lane said, how would you like to go to... Uh, Beverly Hills High School for a few weeks because I know that you don't know what it's like to be a real teenager because I'd been, you know, dancing in the chorus and working hard to try and make money, you know, uh, life had been very difficult and it wasn't a normal regular child's life, you know with school and everything I didn't really really go to school, I sort of got they call it emancipated now, but it wasn't really, I got out of school, I guess a seventh grade, whatever. So I didn't have much of an education. Yeah. And um, so uh, Mrs. Lane said, uh, would you like to go to Beverly Hills High and see what it's like to be a teenager? I said, oh, yes. So they arranged it. Uh, and uh, I went for six weeks to Beverly Hills High School in the fall before Father Knows Best started. And that sort of gave me the character of Betty Anderson. Really? Yeah. In that yeah. sort of short period of time, you're able to condense a lot of the experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went to my first sock hop. I went to my first football game. I went, and I had never run down a hallway with, with books. You know, and I'd never had a locker. Right. I'd never had wow. a gym class. Nothing. You know, I had never done anything that that a quote unquote normal teenager would do, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was just swell. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but that was uh, that was the sort of the genesis of of uh, Betty's character, and of course it was written yeah. into the show the way yeah. she was, and evolved over the years, um, as all of our characters did. But uh, anyway, it was uh, it was a very pleasant, fun time, and I, I I truly have nothing but happy memories about doing the show. It was, yeah, it was wonderful. You know, did you did you have any regrets leaving high school? <laughs> I mean, you know, the fact that you had had those six weeks, were you reluctant mm-hmm. to leave and go back to like being? Well, n- n- no. What happened was before I started shooting Father Knows Best, I got a a job dancing on television in oh. a chorus. Uh, it was only. I guess four or six of us or something, on the Ina Ray Hutton show. Oh, <laughs> And uh, we had to rehearse in the afternoon and do it at night and so forth. And my mother said, look, this is way too hard. Uh, so I actually only went to the school for five weeks. Oh, okay. Because I couldn't, I couldn't dance at night and... and Go to school. And go to school right. at the same time. It was just too hard. And also I was dancing for Maura Landis. That was the company that was going to send me to uh, Reno mm-hmm. uh, at the um, Los Angeles Police Show, and it was like a big variety show that they put on every year uh, 
for the L.A. police, and it was at um, the Shrine Auditorium, and that was just grand. I mean, mm-hmm. it was wonderful. Oh, sure. So, you know, that was all-day rehearsal and everything, and I was terribly disappointed when I got Father Knows Best because then we started filming in the spring, and the police show was also in the spring, and I said, well, being under 18, I can uh, could only shoot for four hours a day. And oh, I right. said, if I can do the, the rehearsals, I can do the show at night, because we didn't have any matinees, and we only shot, uh, danced at night. Right. And I said, I can, I can shoot during the daytime and dance at night. And wow. my mother said, no, N-O, no. Right. <laughs> that would have been quite a schedule to try to keep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that and riding the bus. I didn't have a car, yeah. so I had to ride a bus all over the place. That, you know, it's like that's like Michael J. Fox back in um, when he was shooting Back to the yeah. Future. He would shoot yeah. Back to the Future at night and shoot Family Ties during the day. His oh, TV show. really? Yep. That I didn't know. Can you imagine oh that kind of schedule? Yeah. Oh my lord, you came close to it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You know, you know, the dancing is another thing. You, you, you talked about how important dancing was. So obviously, you sign a contract for a TV show that's for multi seasons. Usually, you know, at least they're planning for multi seasons. Was there regret giving up dancing then because you were going to be so tied up to the show? Well, I got we got so busy with it that that no kind of not. Okay. And then they started writing shows where Betty could dance. I did a, a toe dance oh, okay. uh, one time, and I hadn't been on on point for years and years and years, and that that really scared me. Mm-hmm. And then the other morning, I happened to be watching a show that I. Quite frankly, we did so many of them. I think we shot 280 episodes. Wow. Uh, that there were many that I kind of didn't remember doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just go from one to the next oh, yeah. to the next. And uh, Billy, uh, Bud's, Bill's character, Bud, was playing the bongo drums. And I was doing this kind of faux bongo dance, whatever you do to a bongo. And yeah, you just kind of hit with that. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was like the old chorus girl stuff, you know? right? <laughs> like moving, moving around, exactly. you know, in a sort of rumba tempo. And uh, uh, there was that. And then I, they, they had a whole big episode about a talent show where I had to do a tap dance, oh, cool. and um, that ended up on uh, YouTube. I guess it was quite, quite the thing on YouTube for a while. Me doing my tap dance. Awesome. And um, then another time, the other, another morning, I was watching, and uh, there was a, a character that we had who came in very infrequently, but he was wonderful, um, and he played the character of Franck the Gardener. Okay. And he had a, a, an episode where he entertains at a, a party when Father has, uh, his entertainment has fallen behind on him. And Lauren and Billy and I fill in as the entertainment, and I do this faux Mexican dance. And uh, once again, it was a lot of former chorus girl steps that I kind of made up to this. But it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. (laughs) You knew what you were doing. So they did did use the dancing dancing thing from time to time. That's that's nice, though, seriously. Yeah. Uh, You know, you incorporate it. You know, you know, back then, I mean, it's challenged today, too. I don't think it's changed that much. But how you mentioned that you thought your career was over in terms of acting because you'd started so young. Was it that tough to make that transition from child actress to adult actress back then? Yeah. It's hard to say. I grew so tall, so young, right. that it would kind of 
I was sort of forced into being older than, or seeming older than I really was. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And then when I was doing Father Knows Best, the fortunate thing was that I left that show playing a young woman rather than a child. Yeah. You know, I was I was actually 23 when we stopped, but I was playing 19. Uh, so in the in the eyes of the of the world, I was a, a young woman, and 19 in those days it was wasn't unusual for women to get married when they were 19 or 20. You know. Uh, they don't do that anymore, but but back in the 1960s, I think they still were. Hmm. Uh, and uh, so I was launched into the rest of my career already, not having to make a, a huge transition from quote-unquote child right. to an adult. Um, however, when we stopped Father Knows Best, Lauren and Billy and I didn't realize that we were stopping when we quit. Um, what do you mean? We stopped because there was a writer's strike, I believe, in 1959. Okay. No. Yeah. It had to have been, or 1960. I don't, quite frankly, I don't remember. It gets a little confused. Sure. Um, in the spring. And we were down for about six weeks. And Lauren tells the story that at the end of six weeks, she went to the studio and they wouldn't let her in. And really? she said, but, 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 I'm you know me and they said but we're not shooting anymore and she said that's not possible now i don't who's to say that that's not true i don't know how how billy found out but miss messenger called me and said you're not going back anymore robert young and jane wyatt are tired and they don't want to do it anymore so they they just stopped and we had enough in the can to make an entire season wow uh without having to shoot anymore we had shot maybe about 10, I guess, 6 to 10 mm-hmm. uh, for the fall season. But that was about the time when the orders for shows were becoming fewer and fewer. When we started it, we were doing like 37, 38 episodes Yeah, I a think year. 39 was an average back then. 39. I yeah, I think it, it was 39. 39. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. You're welcome. And then uh, we would take like six weeks off, and then we'd go back and do 39 again. And then they went to like 32, and then they went to... 21 or something so they just started you know they just spread them out and uh we had you know more reruns in the summer and then after that they kept running them in prime time and during the day the reruns you know the earlier ones and the reruns so we were on for like five years all the time it seemed like after after we'd stopped filming but um the the only sad thing about that and the, the point i was kind of getting to was i went pretty much immediately from Father Knows Best into the Andy Griffith show, right. where I was really playing a grown-up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. with a profession and, a, you know, a moxie and stuff. And I felt like a bird out of a nest. I didn't feel like I had all my feathers yet, and oh. <laughs> I didn't feel capable. It was the strangest feeling. Our conversation with Eleanor will continue in the next episode of TV Retrovision, where we'll talk about The Andrew Griffith Show, The Odd Couple, and much more. And while you're waiting for that, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, tell your friends about us, and give us a five-star review. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.